we've tried to solve the issues of why customers call in. And when we send out tens of thousands of bills, uh, you want to avoid having tens of thousands of phone calls, of course. So really looking at the layout, the data that's on that layout and in that design and how it's shown to the customer uh, really can make a big difference as to those peaks and valleys of the phone calls that call center is going to get. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to DirectWorks. Uh, Let's Be Direct podcast number two. My name is Dan Schottlander, and today we're going to talk a little bit about how invoice layouts can reduce customer service calls. So we're kind of changing gears from our traditional DM talk points um, and moving over to this transactional, another line of business that DirectWorks uh, offers. So this really means bills, statements, notices. They tend to be more financial in nature. And we're going to talk a little bit about how to make these documents more user-friendly for both the biller and the recipient. So today we have special guest, Daryl Chandler. Welcome, Daryl. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Daryl has a wealth of experience. He's formerly and or currently consulting with major telecom brands and dozens of smaller operators on all things billing systems and including the all-important bill layout and content, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. Um, so yes, Daryl uh, and I have had the pleasure of collaborating uh, over the last 15 years on a whole bunch of different projects relating to transactional bills, statements, notices, uh, really pulling upon each other's knowledge on how to execute ideas that make bills better and on how to, how to basically make them a more user-friendly touchpoint. Daryl started out with us. Uh, about 15 years ago as the operations manager at a cable company, which was later acquired by a major brand. And since then, he's gone out on his own and is now consulting with those same major telecom companies on all things customer information and billing systems. He's a true customer billing systems and build design layout pro. Um, So yeah, really to jump into it here, obviously there's, there's a whole lot of a lot of things you can do with your bill if you think about it a little bit. And we really got pushed into that because we, we all receive bills and, and we actually print mail bills for customers that do more to confuse or even frustrate rather than inform and, inform and simplify for the customer. So I thought we'd start with the story of how we ended up working together on a specific case study, uh, how, how the rethink of a bill layout was instrumental uh, to making this, this whole billing process a much more simple exchange between your customers, your 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 uh, your internal users, and basically turning it into a, a, a very much more enjoyable process overall. As as enjoyable as a bill can be, yes. So yes. thanks, Dan, for having me. Um, you inviting me on, you know, brings back memories even before we talked about layout of how we used to do our bills and how you solved. Um, the issue of having to print them in-house for us. And we'd come in in the mornings and uh, the person working overnight maybe left the toner empty or put the paper in backwards or reversed and we'd have all these issues. So even just having DirectWorks handle the bills in general has been a, a great step up. But yeah, we, we've been through um, several billing system changes, um, design layouts together. And it was always about making it actually easier for the customer, but also for our own staff. Uh, we've, we've tried to solve the issues of why customers call in. And when we send out tens of thousands of bills, uh, you want to avoid having tens of thousands of phone calls, of course. So really looking at the layout, 
the data that's on that layout and in that design and how it's shown to the customer uh, really can make a big difference as to those peaks and valleys of the phone calls that call center is going to get as we do billing. So that is definitely uh, the main reason we, we got to work together on this. And we've gone through a different a few different revisions and we keep improving, uh, which, you know, as time goes on and as companies offer different products, different services, different ways of billing and different ways customers can pay, it's really made a big difference to um, modify that layout to be more concise and easier for customers to understand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, maybe what we can do is actually cast back to that time when we first started working together. There was a major project at your end and it was really exactly speaks to exactly what you're talking about. It was all about this can't continue. The madness has got to stop <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Um, maybe you can describe a little bit of, you know, why your customers were calling and how that was, how that was really sure. becoming a ma major issue for you folks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the, the first project, as you mentioned, a major project was a billing system change. So uh, obviously lots of things happening there, account numbers changing, um, and it was for a cable company. So of course there's devices and people are not only just watching cable at this point back in 2005 or six, but we're getting into internet, we're starting to do phones. So lots of different types of businesses, uh, lines of business or product types on the bill. And um, the old way, the old system, it kind of spit out like a typewriter did it. Like someone sat there with a cue card and just typed out the transactions, just put them on a big list. And uh, that could be confusing for customers. We would sell maybe a product at one price, but then the system spit it out differently, right? Or was configured differently. So what that first major project um, involved, you know, changing the billing system and getting better data out of the billing system. So the invoice is only gonna look as good as the data you can provide your provider like DirectWorks to create that bill. So that was the first major project we did. And then we took a look at the layout and that's when we started looking at, all right, what does the billing system provide? We start with that on day one. And then we started looking at why are customers calling? They're calling in because they can't decipher in the way that we're presenting the bill today when they make a change, why? And, and we all love, uh, I'm sure, prorates or the term proration. Uh, so you call in the middle of the month when it's a subscription service and make a change. We want to charge you the difference for what you've done. Uh, sometimes it's in the company's favor because it's a higher charge and sometimes it's a downgrade, and it's a lower charge, but either way there's a prorate. So there was a lot of confusion or uh, it, was, it was not easy to tell uh, what those charges were. There's also installation fees, one-time charges, service fees, that kind of stuff that would all be grouped in there, um, as well as other usage fees. Uh, again, going back maybe 15 years ago, it was somewhat popular to charge for usage after a certain amount uh, when it comes to internet services. And then even today, you've got long distance calls and stuff on, uh, from, from phone products. So you know, having all those usage fees just in a list of transactions with all the monthly fees made it hard for the customer to understand what is my monthly rate that I subscribe to? And what am I paying over and above that because of these other fees, charges, usage um, that's being applied to my bill? So a lot of confusion over the total. Uh, you know, just a very high level example, we sell something for $150, but the bill's 222, okay? List of transactions that would drive calls into the call center because someone would want uh, someone to explain all those charges to them. And sometimes you get someone on the phone that also can't explain what those charges are. And I think we've all been in that scenario before. Sure. And it's it can be frustrating as a customer, uh, of course, to say, well, you provided this bill. What do you mean you can't explain it? Or we need to escalate it. We need to create a ticket. And we have to go in this loop of waiting and waiting for people to call us back. So um, that was definitely one of the major pain points was how to understand the bill, why the amount is the, why, uh, the way it is. And then also the due dates uh, became a, a high pain point for the call center. Sometimes people were on pre-authorized payments, 
but we'd still send them a bill with a due date. Um, maybe we would send a paper bill out and even though they auto remit payments to us already, we give them a business return envelope or reply envelope in the bill. So there's some economies or efficiencies we could get as well from a better layout and also not confuse the customer with right. extra data or dates that don't apply to them. Yeah. Why are you sending me an envelope and I pay online? Should I be, yeah. you know, have we canceled the pay online thing? What's going on? Let's call and find out. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I think we've all experienced that with with bills. Some of those some of those issues, and you know, working on ways to to improve our relationship and our brand with our customer in so many other areas. These organizations or organizations ourselves included, you know, we want to have a, a premier customer experience uh, for our customers, uh, but we're not delivering it when it comes to the bill, and really. When we got to that point and you came in and walked in, it was, gosh, it must have been like 2008 or something like that when, we, when that major change occurred. Um, and, and really, you did really, it really did come down to how are we grouping things on our bill? How are we summarizing things uh, that's just not working? We're getting calls about, about this proration was a huge problem. And then, you know, how do I pay this bill? Those are really the, the three kind of big or two or three big big problems if you if you if you recall that conversation it was uh and, and you know one thing i'd like to interject there is that ever since that conversation with every other customer who, who we uh, engage with one of the first questions i asked is is why are your customers calling in a few days after your billing cycle goes out right let's talk about what the real pain points are here yeah, on, on the, yeah. there's always uh some people just like to talk so <laughs> you'll never remove <laughs> yes. all the calls but um Yes, absolutely. It's it's great to to you know, like I said, we get these peaks and valleys in a call center. It's hard to staff when two or three days out of the month you're going to get ninety percent of your calls, right? So other operators that are larger will do multi cycle billing and spread that out. But yeah, the the small to medium operator uh, once a month billing makes sense full calendar months, and it's about staffing for those couple of days of uh, influx of calls. Right, or or not having to staff them if as much if you have a a bill that is simple and, and you know one thing I also right. the one thing also to mention is that there are statistics that show a bill that's well understood gets paid up to twenty five percent quicker because ah. quite often what will happen is a customer doesn't understand something or some aspect of their bill well they're not going to pay it until they understand so well I don't have time to call right now the bill sits for maybe a, a week or two and then they finally get around to to doing something with it right. So uh, honestly, there's just so many, so many uh, advantages to, to focusing a little bit on that whole um, layout. You know, we can talk about marketing on the bill and, and specific messaging and driving new revenue streams in a whole other podcast. But maybe you can, let's, let's, let's drill into a little bit. Uh, what did we do and, and mm -hmm. how did we solve these things? What, you know, Sure. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to layout and doing that kind of phase two, right, we switched systems, we got you a lot more data. So we got more data out of the system that we could actually work with in a raw format instead of just a list of transactions. And so we were able to play around a bit more and actually start doing groupings of transactions. I think that was one of the things that really helped as soon as we mm -hmm. started selling multiple products was here's your internet charges, for example, 
here's your cable TV charges, and here's your phone charges. So even just a simple grouping of those three products yeah. and maybe other things that came along too. And, and promotions and adjustments all could be separated. So even right on the front page of the bill, just giving a high level summary of each of those products, here's what your internet costs today, here's, or this month, and your cable and your phone, and then their you know, taxes and the total, right on the front, high level summary per product, and yeah. people understood what they were paying for. Yeah, on exactly. the back. Yeah. yeah, if they wanted to drill in, they can go to the back and look. Then at they would go to the back. Yeah, yeah. And, exactly. and not and not producing a, a lot of uh, stereotype maybe of telcos, cable codes. Is we love to bill. Uh, we may not do it right, but we love to bill. So getting an eighty-page or a hundred-page <laughs> bill uh, yeah. maybe isn't uncommon. But we really wanted to solve that issue. We didn't want to send out huge bills. Uh, so keeping it concise. Um, you know, not using a font that's too small, but also not having to separate everything into one page per service. Uh, stops people from having to flip through the pages and say, oh, this charge is on page 17 and trying to find it, right? So that back uh, or the page two and, and, and additional if needed, you know, even doing a two column format saved us, a, sure. saves some money, but it also makes it easier for the customer just to see everything at a glance. Yeah, you can actually use some white space and in, in, in like you said, the columns and some color to draw the eye to certain aspects of the bill and emphasize that. Yeah. Um, one of the cool things that you mentioned, though, I want to circle back was that summary piece and not only summarizing what the charges are, but how much is owed within that whole block. So here's your summary. Here's what mm -hmm. you here's here's where it all came from at high level. Here's what you paid last month. Here's what's left over or or you still owe or, or overpaid. And here's what you actually owe now all in one spot. And what's cool about that, though, is that with uh, with the um, the growth of e-billing, you know, we can now take that information and put that right on the um, right on the on the in the body of the e-bill too. So they can you can attach the you can attach the the bill that has all of the more like extended information. But even if you wanted to, you could put those that summary yeah. information right on the body of the bill, and at least it's it's all right easy for the customer to yeah. see at a glance, right? And maybe to your point about bills being paid quicker, when someone sees an amount and they're the type of person that likes to pay a bill as soon as they get it, they're not even opening the bill. I'm not suggesting people shouldn't open the bill because we've got lots of nice, cool things in the bill too that we want them to see and maybe upgrade. But yeah. uh, hey, the fact that they see an amount and a due date and they make a payment uh, is a benefit to everyone when that That's happens. Right. It's golden. So yeah, thank, thanks for bringing that up too. Like that summary on the front, balance forward, the summary, and then the total. Uh, something else we added underneath that, right under that summary, is account specific details as far as their due date based on are they an auto pay customer? Are we going to pre do they have a pre authorized credit card or checking account that we're going to take a payment from? Or are they actually in arrears? So we use the very next section under that summary and that total due to explain hey, we're going to take the payment on this date, or you need to pay us by this date, or by the way, you're overdue. And this is your due date, but we changed colors and we use different font colors and sizes uh, to highlight that, to make it really obvious and draw their eye to anything very specific we want to uh, highlight to them. That's really important that, as far as payment goes, especially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you, yeah. what do I yeah. pay and when? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe if I can just go back to, uh, so we have the summary on the front, what we did on the back to help with the understanding, we talked about prorates a little bit ago. Um, you know, people upgrade, they downgrade, they want that flexibility. I want this channel or I want a different speed. And it's always, you know, it tends to be a billing 
confusion or maybe nightmare. I hate to use that word, but um, so one thing we improved upon was that separate from the monthly amounts, if you were to change your internet speed, for example, we kept it in the internet section or that grouping, but we highlighted it first saying, here's the changes you made since your last bill. And we used icons and we used color to show here's what you added and here's what you removed. And we used clear dates to show what date you made that change on. And that's why you're seeing a credit for the old service and a charge for the new service. That gets subtotaled. And then the very next section, uh, we're, we're showing the monthly charges again. So now they can clearly see, well, here's my normal monthly amount for this new service or the changes I've made. And up above that, they can see the credits and charges and prorates uh, that affect their total for this bill. So uh, I think that was very helpful in reducing call volume is splitting out any changes they make versus what their normal monthly is going forward. Absolutely. And the beauty of that is that with today's technology and the use of color is much more easy, uh, easily done than it ever was in the past. Mm -hmm. It's more cost effective. It's, you know, it's not like if you go to black, you're going to save, you know, 400% of the cost of going to color for this variable information. Um, you know, there That's are right. technologies, inkjet technologies specifically that, that address this perfectly and are actually environmentally, environmentally a lot cooler than using black toner, right? Right. Where you're generating a lot less heat and energy yeah. to do that. But yeah, so so yeah, that's awesome. And what else did there was there, were there, there was other... yeah yeah. If we go back, yeah, even gosh. we were talking a little bit about usage charges. So mm -hmm. um, again, it's kind of gone away, which is great for the consumer. We don't really charge a lot of internet overages these days. It's often an unlimited plan or a speed throttle plan. Uh, but phone is a good example of maybe international calling is always going to be chargeable or 411 and those types of services. So having those on the bill before just as another transaction as part of the grand tool just inflated that bill. It made it look like every month I'm going to be spending this much when that would, right. really wasn't the case. Yeah, so true. again, yeah, keeping those groupings on the on the back or in the subsequent pages that we talked about, we've got our pro rates, we've got our monthly charges, then we've got our one-time usage. Uh, again, just separated in that grouping. It shows that this is one time for this specific month. It's added to your total, but it's just completely separate from the monthly charges. Really, I think, and I've said it maybe 12 times now, but I was really keen on having a monthly charge shown that shows them what their normal monthly rate is on all these groupings. Everything else is above and below as a one-time thing for this particular bill. So right. um, separating right. out long distance, pay-per-view, movie purchases, VOD, that kind of stuff, video on demand. Sure. Um, I mean, it could be, yeah. and it could be any, in any industry, I think that the principles are sure. the same. You know, you want to be respectful to your customer. And in some regards, you could almost say that the way the bills were being presented on, in, in the case of when we originally uh, endeavored to work on your on your project, it was it was absolutely a disrespectful bill. It was it was you know, you couldn't you could literally not even pick up a calculator and figure out exactly mm. what was happening. And so uh, obviously that was a pain point for 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 the customer service department as well as the customers. Right. Yeah. Good point. As uh, making it easier for the customer ideally makes it easier for your own staff as well. When they have to yeah. answer the call and explain the bill. And, and another great part of what we do with this new layout and this new bill is we give the exact bill to the customer service agents that need to answer the questions from the customers. So back into the billing system, they can pull up the exact bill the yeah. customer is looking at. And they're not just looking at a list of transactions. They're seeing exactly uh, all the improvements we've just been talking about. So yeah, that, I mean, that makes it easier even... to answer. Yeah, that's not really not even a, a layout thing, but it's just a, a common sense workflow, right? I mean, you, you got to make sure that you're looking at the same thing that your customer is seeing. Yeah, and it's we've all had those calls, right? Not true. Yeah, we've all had those calls. We call in somewhere and they have no idea what we're looking at. We're like, well, on page seven, it says this in the 
person doesn't yeah. know what you're talking about at page yeah, seven, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So really, I guess to, to what we what we did, maybe not knowingly back then, is we we really produced a a, a, a best practices kind of approach, and you know, involving a little bit of consulting back and forth, asking the right questions of your customer service, who's calling, why are they calling? We went ahead and you know, I think if I'm if I'm hearing you correctly, the the biggest thing that the biggest two or three items that we had to check off that list to make this a much better process was you know, putting grouping things together and summarizing them on the front of the bill. Get that high level, whether it's uh, you know categories of, of product types or service types, put those all together, then summarize exactly how to pay, when to pay, very clear, get that on the front, use some white space. Uh, as I said, we've talked about, we can talk about some other, other messaging on the bill. Messaging is a whole other, like I said, it's a whole other conversation. But relating to the layout, at least using at least using um, appropriate colors to draw the eye, um, you know, knowing when the due date is 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 going to be is huge for for these situations, especially if you're you've got new um, new customers and it's a subscription type, right? That's that's where it starts to become a little more confusing for them. Um, and then using uh, and then basically with with the even with the payment stub, we did quite a bit with that where. Typically, a bill will have either at the top or at the bottom will have a payment stub, and, and we actually made the data on that variable and basically looked at how they pay and what we know about how they pay, and then made sure the messaging on that itself is is reflective of their typical payment uh, type. Right? Yeah, great example. Uh, someone has a credit balance. Instead of yeah. giving a remit slip that's asking how much are they in closing, we actually say. Yeah. Do not, uh, no payment required or something yeah. very easy for someone to understand. Oh, I don't have to send a payment. You don't have to tell me twice, right? That's I'm not right. setting a That's payment. Right. Uh, so yeah, there's all sorts of components of the bill that are dynamic, that are looking at things on the customer, even from, are they paper or email, right? So if we're right. sending a paper bill, we're trying to prompt them to sign up for email billing. And if they're not on auto payments, the back of that remit has a pre-authorization uh, form that they can sign sure. up for those payments. So if they're sending it back anyway with their payment, maybe they'll sign up for pre-authorized payments. So Right, right, like um, a, a gentle nudge, right? Yeah, and it's a, it's on every bill. So they don't have to call and ask for the form. Yeah, They don't have to go exactly. online if maybe they happen to not have uh, internet service where they are at the time or they don't want right. to use their phone plan. It's on the bill. So uh, yeah, lots of different things there that have improved the need to contact uh, the company or the customer service department for some things. Right. And I think like, like we were saying, it, it just comes down to if you were the customer and you wanted to understand this bill as well as the billing person that you're talking to, the customer service, sorry, billing person at the other end, you know, what would you do, right? What would, what would you do to, 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 to clarify and compartmentalize and uh, emphasize those key areas? And that will be different from customer to customer and coming out of different CISs. Uh, how you how you use that, but I think the principles are all the same at the end of the day, right? I mean, you, it's about making it a a, uh, a very clear, concise process for the customer. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to you, uh, especially for subscription services. Uh, you sell a product at a certain price, and anytime it's not exactly that price, you want very clear information as to why it's that way. Why is it higher? Why is it lower? And right. avoid the phone call with a question. Just put the, uh, it's, it comes down to your data as well. Layouts, of course, what we're talking about and very important, but the layout can only handle what data you send into that layout to, for it to present, right? 
So sure. uh, providing sure. that data and the way that we've separated it from, again, I think the key is the monthly services has really helped uh, with call center uh, operations. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and there are some really cool things that you can do to emphasize those changes, ads and deletions using color and, and icons that, uh, again, draw that eye in and, and just make clarity uh, a priority on your bill, right? Great. Well, listen, I, I really appreciate your time, Daryl. It's been a pleasure working with you and, and thank you for coming in. And, and thanks to everybody for taking a few minutes to have a listen to uh, how invoice layouts can reduce customer service calls. Uh, this is the, the Let's Be Direct podcast number two. My name's Dan Schottlander. Have a great day and we will, uh, we will be in touch. Thanks, Daryl. Thank you.